I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we picked that one. <laughs> oh my gosh, Josh just played that randomly. He's like, yeah. fuck it, let's go with that. It doesn't even apply to the show today. We sometimes try and make sure that the the for the most part the opening theme song correlates with something we're going to talk about. If there's like something funny, Josh just picked that. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. We're happy to have you here with us today. A big thank you to all the love and support for all the great reviews over on iTunes. Thank you for all the downloads, the shares. Oh, my gosh. Me <laughs> so horny. I know. You're be stuck in your head all day long. And that's now. exactly why we're never going to be on Fox. Breitbart, oh here we come. Breitbart, here we go. Let's get us on Breitbart. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, it's a beautiful day. It's hot as balls. Like, oh, my gosh. It's yeah. like it's June, and you would think it's in the middle of, like, August here in Texas. It is a, it's a scorcher. Like, this is going to be a scorching summer. I think, you know, I welcome it. You do? Oh, you can have a hot guy summer? I can't stand cold winters. I love cold winters. I, I love it. I love it so much. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. But, uh so much in the news, so much going down. We've got some updates on the Uvalde shooting. We've got some updates on the Twitter takeover. Dave Chappelle's back in the news. Stephen Colbert addresses the break-in of the Capitol building and tries to downplay it. But um, let's get into the news. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, it's too late. Let's just roll with it. All right, let's go. You know, there was a time I wanted this to be like a very professional podcast, but we've just come to the exception. It's just like, it just is what it is. That makes us so unique. It's like, we're just, we're here. <laughs> Fuck it all. We're just, we're just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Some news has broken about the Uvalde shooting. Let's get into the article. It says Texas cops could have stopped the Uvalde. And this is also coming to us from MSN.com. Texas cops could have stopped the Uvalde gunman within minutes, but the school police chief placed the lives of officers before the children, the DPS director. A top Texas official said police could have stopped the Uvalde shooter school shooter within minutes. Steve McCraw said there was, there was a hallway full of officers ready to enter the classroom, but the on-scene commander chose to wait for backup. He added that the on-scene commander decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of the children. Texas Department of Public Safety Director Steve McCraw said cops responding to the shooter at Uvalde Elementary School could have stopped the gunman within minutes, but that the commanding officer prioritized the lives of the officers over the lives of the students. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there were a sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject, Stephen McGraw testified to state lawmakers on Tuesday. The only thing stopping the hallway of dedicated officers from entering rooms 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children, he continued. McGraw noted that officers had guns and body armor, whereas the children had none. Similarly, the officers were trained to handle an active shooter, and the shooter had no such training. There is compelling evidence that law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary School was an abject failure and antithetical to anything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre, McGraw said. McGraw said that on-scene commander Uvalde Police School 
police chief Pete Arredondo chose to wait for backup supplies and SWAT before entering rooms 111 and 112. He added that Arredondo waited for a key to opening the classroom door that was that was never needed. Um, the post-Columbine doctrine is clear and compelling, unambiguous. He continued, "Stop the killing, stop the dying." Okay, we got to push pause on this because now stories are changing yet again. We're watching more MSN coming out and twisting or changing the stories, changing the narrative, changing the supposed facts. Now they're saying the door wasn't locked. Well, the Bortec officer said it was. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting conflicting reports here. And this is, this, is the, this is the reason why everybody, all these influencers, all these people tagging me in all these single fucking articles, I'm not going to change my mind. My mind still stays the same. I want the investigation. I want to see what's going on with this. I want to see the actual facts because people keep saying a source, a source. Who is the source? Yeah. Who's saying this? You could pull any parent off the scene that was pissed off and that can be your source. They don't know. They weren't in there. Now, there are screen recordings or there are screenshots now of the officers in the schoolroom saying, look, they waited. It's like, but we don't, it's just, there's so much still that we don't know because now they're saying the door was actually open. There wasn't a key needed. The door that actually the shooter came in was unlocked, which that story changed from the teacher propping it open and saying, no, the door was actually unlocked altogether to the, the doorway to the room where the shooter barricaded himself was also unlocked. Now they're saying that a Halligan tool was present, but they didn't have a sledge to use it. Things keep changing. If we sit there and we believe what the MSM is telling us when they have lied repeatedly about multiple issues throughout history, we've seen it heavily in the last four or five years, why do we believe them now? And I'm not saying not to believe them. I'm simply saying I want an investigation. And then people keep calling. It's like, well, do you trust the government to investigate stuff? No, I don't. But I do want to at least see more eyes on this subject to where essentially if there are innocent officers that were following orders, Mm -hmm. they were doing the right thing, doing what they were told to do, they should, and I get there. It's where people are going to disagree with me on. They're going to say, officers, they should have known better. They should have went. We don't know the facts of this thing. We still don't know. But apparently the door to the actual school room is being brought up before Austin. There's a committee that is being convened to look into this. And that door is actually being brought up there for them to look at. I want to see pictures of this. I want to see what's going on with this. Because we do have a right to the truth. But what I'm not going to fall in line with is these fucking influencers out there and these stupid little fucking meme pages wanting this to be true simply because they just don't like officers. They don't like the cops. They don't like the government. I just want the truth. That's all I want. So I'm not going to demonize people until we have all the facts. Because we've seen this before. The story can change a million fucking times. And no one wants to believe that. We just want to believe what we want to believe. But here's the things that have not changed as of yet. Let's go into this real quick. Um... The most reliable info says the shields and rifles and the Halligan tool were present. Cool. The Halligan is useless on the wrong type of door frame or with no training or with no way to slam it into the door sill. So the Halligan without the hammer is worthless. Nothing's changed. People want to blame someone. And right now they're picking Pete Arredondo. He may deserve it. He may not. We don't know. I will say that him not assuming command of the incident or ensuring someone else did was an absolute failure on his part. Um... There is reports saying uh, the door can't be locked from the inside and that the Orodondo ordered the officers in the hallway to wait. Uh, and here's the thing. Like, if that is the case, then they're, they're, he's in the wrong. He's 100% in the wrong. But then again, we go into the differences of active shooter versus barricaded shooter. Again, there's just so much open to interpretation right now. I don't know. What's Nobody the, knows. What's the tool that they use to open the door? It's a Halligan tool. Think of it like a crowbar on steroids, but so essentially why you wouldn't, put it... Yeah, why wouldn't that come with a hammer? Like, why would you have one without the other if you I need the know. hammer to... That's a good question. Right? I don't know. Yeah, you do need both because essentially there's no way to get that thing because if the door is closed mm-hmm. and the hinges on the outside, it's an outward swinging door. Right. You're going to have to, regardless of how it is, you're going to have to hammer that motherfucker in there to pry. Yeah. 
So you can't do that with blunt force. It doesn't work. Or with manual force. You actually have to have a, a sledgehammer to do that. Yeah, that just so, doesn't make sense to me why you no. would have one without the other. That's a good point. That's I mean, a very good point. I don't know. There could be more into this as far as saying why aren't they armed? Why don't they have these things required for school shootings, yada, yada, or active shooter situations? Yeah. It's a good question. I don't know. That's a very good question. But the thing is, I just want the investigation to come out and say, this is what happened, whether this is what we did wrong or this is what the MSM is reporting that we did wrong. Because, again, the same people that are hailing the BORTAC officer as being a hero, he was in the stack. And it wasn't just him. It was a BORTAC team. Mm -hmm. He was just the one that was shot in the head. And he's the hero. I'm not saying that he's not. But I'm saying is now stories are changing again. So if we don't have consistent, reliable information, what are we supposed to believe? Nothing. Wait for the investigation. That's all we can do is just wait. People want someone to blame right now. They right. want to pin this on somebody right now. Where I stand is I don't want the wrong person or persons being blamed. If the officers are at fault, they're at fault. But according to the original AP timeline, it did not sync up to what the MSM was reporting. It didn't. Because they said that officers waited forever. It's like, no, their officers. It's still been proven, by the way. The officers were in that school within two to three minutes of the shooter going in there. Mm -hmm. That's been proven true. Now, I guess the next thing is, how long did they wait before they made entry into the door? And what was the reason for the wait time? Originally, they were saying they didn't have the Halligan tool. They couldn't make breach. It was locked, yada, yada. Now the story's changing yet again. Nobody seems to know, and it's all from anonymous sources on the ground. No one's giving up names. No one's talking about who was actually there. We're just getting so much conflicting information, and everyone wants to jump the gun and say, this person's wrong, this is person is at fault, they should be held accountable. No. Let them investigate and figure out who's at fault, and then put them, essentially, put them in the hot seat. Yeah, this but I'm not going to jump to conclusions on this. I won't. I refuse to. Tactical here on uh, Twitch says, the bar is usually in a breacher bag with all the tools. Could be. I mean, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. This it just seems weird error, that yeah. you wouldn't have all the stuff together. Yeah. I mean... You would think. Right. Yeah, you would think. But then again, sometimes... Man, just going back to like military days, sometimes people fuck up and sometimes people don't care. Sometimes they do these inventories and they just like, yeah, whatever, we're not really going to need it. And then come to find out when you do, you fucked up. That's a possibility. I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's a possibility. I think, but I mean, you kind of have to see what things keep coming up at, yeah. like in the same story. Oh, I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and even that way still, you find that one little sliver of truth. But we don't know if that's truth or not, because you had the parents there saying the cops stood on the outside for over right. an hour and did nothing, yet there were actually cops inside. Right. So if we go by what all multiple parents are saying, that sliver of truth is actually incorrect because they weren't on the inside. I'm saying, like, if it keeps showing up like this, mm -hmm. like the cops did, were in there, mm -hmm. and I, I just like little consistencies, but yeah, and try to like, I don't know, right uh, now, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not jumping the gun on this. Everybody wants me to come out there and demonize these people, uh, but demonize who? Everyone? No. There are individuals responsible for whether they did good or they did bad. And that's how we should be looking at this. Not sitting there saying we should just demonize them all. Yeah. Because here's the other thing that doesn't make sense. There were cops in that, in that hallway that had kids in there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Because as a father, if you were there, what would you do? Just like exactly anything I could to get exactly. in that classroom. That's why it just doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. at the same token, if Orodondo told them to stand down and they were following words, then he's at fault. He is at fault and should be held accountable. But it's like, do we also blame the officers on the ground because they were following orders? Because you're supposed to follow orders. And then people are like, well, you should just say, you know, fuck it and you do your own thing. It's like, it's not the way it works. And people call them all cowards. Like, again, as I said before, cowardice does not exist in groups. It just doesn't. I've mm -hmm. never seen it that way. So I still remain neutral on this. I still say I want to hear the facts. I want to hear the investigation. I want to see what happened. And then once that comes out and the people are, you know, the, the evidence is presented, we'll go from there. But I'm not going to jump the gun on this. People want me to. Yeah. Like they, they are begging me. They keep tagging me and all these fucking influencers out there. Here's the thing. Benny Johnson, all these people posting these things, they don't know. They don't know. 
They're regurgitating what the MSM is pushing there. So I see all your cute little tags on these, these conservative influencers. I don't fucking care. Doesn't matter to me. I'm standing on this hill that I want due process and I want the investigation. If you don't, then you feel free to follow these influencers that are posting this shit. They don't know. Well, they have sources. Who's their source? Who is this? I'm getting sick and tired of this bullshit. I'm just start blocking these people tagging me on this bullshit. I don't fucking care about these conservative influencers. I don't give a shit. None of them. Here's the other thing. None of them have ever even held a fucking rifle. I'm not going to be taking my advice from these influencers that don't fucking know. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. But hey, because they have a blue check and they're a turning point or they're right leaning, they have a massive following, they must know. You know the majority of these influencers are meme pages? They're just fuck. They share and regurgitate old memes. They recycle them. Are they there? Are they interviewing people? Who is the source? Give me more information on this. And no one can. It's just regurgitated, chopped up MSM articles. And they're saying, see, I was right. You don't know that. The story keeps changing. And if there's inconsistencies in it, then we still deserve due process. And I'm sorry. Conservatives need to shut the fuck up on this. These influencers are getting so fucking annoying. You are the Roman mob right now, screaming for blood. And I know people don't like hearing, we need to wait for this investigation. But that's what we have to do. What else? What else? Give me, give me alternatives. Do we just crucify these men based upon the court of public opinion? Like, is, is that what we're going to do now? Is that what our country has devolved into? Mm-hmm. What if it was you in that situation? You're an officer sitting there ready to go saying, I want to do this, but you're given the order to stand down. What are you supposed to do? Everyone has their own individual interpretation. Everyone has their own idea. And especially these fucking armchair quarterbacks coming out. I was like, I would have, could have, should have, that you weren't there. No, absolutely not. And it pisses me off. I mean, you got McNeil, Rob McNeil, the Navy SEAL guy. This is, you ever heard of a mule kick? Not on an outward swinging door, dude. That doesn't work that way. Everyone has input. Everyone wants to be the subject matter expert, but nobody actually knows. Do we know if there were actually windows in that classroom? I don't know. Nobody seems to know yet. I mean, the one thing that people can do is maybe drive down there for themselves. Check it out. That's not a bad idea. I mean, I if you want to really do some investigative work, I don't think they'll let you though. That'd be interesting though. You can go down there and check out the school though, right? I mean, just stand on know. the sidewalk. But I want to see the actual classroom. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get in the classroom. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can look at the school from the outside. That ain't going to yeah. do anything. It's like we need to actually see the classroom. But there are cameras. So where there are cameras, there has to be footage of this. Yeah. We have to be able to see that. And that's what I want to see. Yeah. You know, and let people see. A great so. point. Like, it, as in a world, where everybody has a camera in their yeah. pocket. Th- those officers had to be wearing body cams. Yeah. I would assume they would. I mean, they, you'd think that'd be the first thing that would be released. I would. You would think. At, le- at least by now, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, like, why wouldn't they then? Because then I could see the perception is they're trying to cover up. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, now you're, you're being shady. But yeah. at the same token, when the press has demonized them nonstop, and they say, we're not going to talk to the press anymore, we're not going to cooperate with you, I can understand why. Yeah. The press jumped the gun on this. So... Oh yeah, they're the worst. I mean, oh, they're look fucking at horrible. Nick Sandman and uh, yeah, what's the other kid's name? Kyle what, Rittenhouse. Yeah, what's the change on this? Suddenly yeah. we start believing the MSM on this. Like that's interesting to me. Yeah. Like, as, but if conservatives are doing it, well then we're okay. We should believe hook, line, and sinker. What any blue check conservative part of turning point is going to say. God forbid you think for yourself. Say, I just want to see what happens. But people instantly want you to jump the gun and start demonizing right away. No, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. There's a difference when there is clear evidence, like it is clear as fucking day. But if there is a smidge of doubt or the story consistently changes, you're not going to change my mind on this. So if people don't like that, I don't fucking care. I don't answer to any fucking meme page. I don't answer to any follower. I don't answer to any fucking turning point representative. I don't give a shit about them. 
I stand where I stand. And if you don't like that, fucking unfollow. You're not going to sit there and pressure me into changing my mind. I'm not going to do it. I don't bend the knee to fucking people on social media. It's like, I know best. You weren't even there. Neither was I. Let the investigation happen. I don't know how many times I have to keep reiterating that. Let it happen. So you trust the government? No, I don't. But I also don't trust the MSM. Yeah. Give me footage. Let's actually watch this. Mm-hmm. I think we're all entitled to that. Yeah. I think that can clear the space right there. And I still hold true. If those officers are guilty, I will post about it. I will say they are guilty. They should be held accountable. But I'm not going to jump the gun like everybody else has. I won't do it. It's not going to happen. So we'll see. I just want to see the actual evidence. But there it is. People aren't going to like that. I don't care. That's the way it goes. And it's all these fucking blue checks. Oh, my God. I'm so sick and tired of it. Because these blue checks also, the very same ones like Benny Johnson that come out there post this shit. Benny Johnson also is call, uh, calling the uh, Stephen Colbert group uh, insurrectionists that broke into the Capitol shoot the skit. It's like, okay, now we're conflating words here. Now we're trying to, we're trying to make these associations that are not entirely accurate. So these same people, like every single one of them have a bias. And people don't realize that. That's why we do this podcast independently. We don't mm-hmm. fuck with any fucking groups of people out there. Because like the Turning Point group will die with the GOP. They will stand with the GOP no matter what. Just like the left does the same thing. We don't, I won't do that. I won't. Not going to happen. Dave Chappelle in the news. Dave Chappelle turns down naming honor after the closer. Student backlash sincerely hurt me. Uh, Dave Chappelle surprised the audience Monday night when he announced that his alma mater, Duke Ellington School of Arts, will not be naming its theater after him. Instead, it will be called the Theater of Artistic Freedom and Expression. Uh, Chappelle, who graduated from the prestigious high school in 1991, made the announcement during the lavish ceremony on Monday in Washington, D.C., attributing the recent decision to the backlash he received from students regarding his controversial Netflix special, The Closer. Referencing the time he visited the Ellington School in November, when the renaming ceremony was initially supposed to take place, Chappelle said the criticism from students sincerely hurt me. I I took a lot of cold shots in business, but that day... They hurt me. Chappelle, wearing a dark gray suit and white sneakers, said to the packed crowd on Monday evening. Chappelle's special, The Closer, sparked outrage and debates around his remarks around the LGBTQ community, in particular his focus on the transgender community. In the special, Chappelle also attempted to juxtapose the pace of civil rights gained by LGBTQ people over those fought for by black community expressed solidarity with the Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, who drew backlash in 2019 for conflating sex with gender. Um... Referencing the backlash from Ellington students, Chappelle recalled how a line formed when asked what he had done wrong. And while kids said everything about gender, they didn't say anything about art. However, he defended the special, calling it a masterpiece, and said the special was unfairly portrayed in the press. No matter what they say about The Closer, it is still one of the most watched specials on Netflix, he said. The more you say I can't say something, the more urgent it is for me to say it. It has nothing to do with what you are saying I can't say. It has everything to do with my freedom of artistic expression. Chappelle said he opted not to reject, but rather defer the renaming of a school's theater in order to emphasize the nuance of art, as well as my right, my freedom of artistic expression, by instead renaming it the Theater of Artistic Freedom and Expression, which was promptly received with applause and standing ovation, he said, or he said he made the decision on Friday. You get, I'm telling you, this leftist, these woke Gen Z fucking millennial idiots, you better be careful. You're canceling the funniest comedians out there. Name me a woke comedian that's funny. I, you know, are there any I, I don't mainstream? Think you can cancel these guys. You can't cancel. No, he's Dave too Chappelle. big. No, 
This uh, you think Netflix is going to kick off their the most watched com- Funny you comic? Say that. Netflix got an article on them here coming up real quick. They're doing more layoffs of staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's just they went, this, it's true. You go woke, you will go broke. People are tired of it because with the transgender emergence in this group and then the grooming, the drag queen story hours, companies are finally saying no mm-hmm. enough because it, it's yeah. all revolves around money. Because if Netflix truly believed, if they truly believed that you shouldn't be able to say hate speech. They would double down on this, but mm-hmm. instead the money is not coming in. So they're saying, shit, we got to change. We got to change our stance on this. Yeah. So then you never really believed it. No. You just did it for the sake of freaking express. You, you felt you were going to the side of the majority. It's not the case anymore. It's that, changing. It's not even a little bit. Like yeah. these guys are so stupid who these higher up execs making these decisions. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 100%. They should be booted out onto the sidewalk. I agree. But now it's just. Like, it's, look, it's just funny to say. We've got to promote more LGBTQ stuff and uh, censor everybody yeah. that's coming on here. And I don't understand. Like, If a community is so empowered, if they are so empowered as they claim they are, someone cracking jokes about you, if that sends you over the edge, you're not empowered. You're weak. You are mentally weak. Yeah, very weak. That's all they've showcased. And this is only, this is only you know, this is only proven by people like Hillary Clinton coming out there and saying transgenderism should not be a a cornerstone issue we run this election off of. Even Hillary Clinton understands the depth and magnitude of how much transgenderism in the DNC is going to drive it into the fucking ground. Yeah, I think that's her sending out a signal to everybody else yep. in the Democratic, or who supports the Democratic she Party. She knows this This is a weak foundation like, to run back. on. Don't yeah. do it. Yep. Don't do it. The DNC is. They're going to do it, though, and good for them. Because, you know, the you had some Obama admins that went to Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole purpose behind that is to do these documentaries yeah. to make themselves look good. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That's the only thing. It's only a re- smart move if you think about it, though. I mean, of course, as if they control the media. Them. Exactly. Yeah. And Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's... It's, it's brilliant. You know, you can control the narrative. How many conservative things do you see on Netflix? Dude, when they did that Jeffrey Epstein uh, documentary, mm-hmm. it was mostly about... I wouldn't say mostly about Trump, but it was a lot about Trump. Yeah. And... A very, very small sliver about Bill Clinton. Yeah. And anybody that's followed Epstein knows that Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein were like buddies. Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, Epstein had a painting of Trump <laughs> in his uh, multi-million true. dollar apartment up in New York. That is but true. But he did have one of Bill Clinton. Yeah. I think he had one of uh, George Bush, too. Mm-hmm. Nothing surprises me anymore. I mean, it yeah. really doesn't. But it doesn't. It's, it's going back to that. That's a brilliant move. Push into the streaming services and push more leftist propaganda under the guise of documentaries. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's not just in colleges. It's also in the streaming services. It's also mm-hmm. in places like that. It makes sense. But then I know uh, the Daily Wire just released their movie, um, What is a Woman by Matt Walsh. I right. haven't seen it yet. But when they launched that, um, they were DDoSed. Essentially, there were there were groups of people that essentially created, fabricated millions of people trying to hit the website and shut it down. Yeah, um, They got through it. But this only magnifies the fact that the left is afraid when people yeah. like Matt Walsh and Matt Walsh has really come a long way in like a few years. Like because before, like Daily Wire was Ben Shapiro. Right now you're watching it and it's like, okay, no, there's actual freaking Matt Walsh is out there killing yeah. it. Um, Jeremy Boring, all these, and I like them all. They're all good people. Um, I haven't met. I would love to have a conversation with them, but we'll never be on Fox. We're not in that group of people. We're we're, we're kind of like I'm the the guy that says fuck a lot. But the fact is, when they come out there and they're pushing these anti-leftist things, the left will do everything they can to silence them yeah. because they are scared. It's not that it's not that they are 
they're scared of what it is that you're saying. They're scared that they know that you're speaking the truth and they cannot combat it. Right. They cannot combat it with facts. They know that. Because even the video, I have the clips I've seen of what is a woman. It's Matt Walsh sitting down with doctors and legitimately asking them basic questions and they are sitting there just dancing around it. Yeah. They will not answer like, what, why are you asking me that question? Like, yeah. What is a woman? Why, how why are how you hard is it to say yeah. a woman is a female adult? Exactly. We are living in a time That's it. right now. It's, it's that easy. Yeah. We are living in a time right now where intelligent people are being silenced for fear of offending stupid people. Mm -hmm. That's what we're at right now. And it's a very dangerous time to be in. Like, if you really think about it, they are silencing anyone that has a differencing, a differential opinion or a differencing of opinion, anything like that. They don't want to tolerate. They don't want to hear it to say a transgender woman is not really a woman. Oh, my God. Shut them down for hate speech. No. Biologically, that is true. Yeah. But, you know, people like, like Twitch, Twitch has banned me for saying stuff like this. I'll probably get banned again. That's why we live in insane times. But yeah. I do she, I do think there is going to be a shift in the wind coming up. I really do. Because, like I said, Hillary Clinton, and people don't seem to understand how important what she says is. It is. It's insanely important. This highlights an issue within the DNC when she says, do not make transgenderism a running point. She's right. What do you think Twitch would do if they said, okay, we're going to ban anybody that, you know, uh, says transgenderism is a mental disorder and all this stuff and then you had all the subscribers leave mm -hmm. oh they would probably have to change the thing oh they would yeah. 100% they would it change it all goes it. with the majority yeah. yeah but you have to get the majority to actually do that but Twitch is a very far left leaning streaming platform there's no doubt about it and they've normally been good to me but mm -hmm. in the last few weeks they have not because apparently you can't say anything negative towards the trans community I mean cuz Netflix uh, did the same thing where yeah, they went super 100%. far left Put out that documentary, Cuties. Cuties. It started with that, and then and that then started plummeting. Boom. Again. I mean, you it is true. People there, there is something bailing. to say about the boycotts. There's something to say about people voting with their dollars. And it's like, if you don't want to support it, yeah, I get it. You have to. Yeah. Uh, how else are people going to figure out what yeah. they're doing isn't the right thing to do? Uh, it's just. Yeah. Because before I was for it, and then I kind of was like, you know what? I don't want to get involved in this. But now I'm starting to see it's like, dude. You got to. Be yeah. Because before it was just like, okay, we need we need a transgender bathroom. It's like, oh, my God. Just make it. Okay. Make it a universal bathroom. Anybody can use it there. You're, that minority is appeased. That's that's all you have. But it didn't stop there. Mm -mm. It kept going. And now it's like, she's okay, maybe we do have to start fighting with our dollars. Because it's gotten to the point where you are promoting drag queen story hour for children. Like, okay. Now we actually need to start doing boycotts. Yeah. Now we need to start sitting there saying, this is not the way we want our country to go. This is disgusting. It's yeah. immoral and like just reprehensible. I can't. I can't. It, it just keeps, they keep pushing the envelope and yeah. pushing that. Well, what do you yeah. mean? Separate bathroom. Exactly. No, we should be able to watch anybody pee. That's. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I'm going in there, I don't watch anybody pee. <laughs> I don't know. But Wait. so let's get into that article. Netflix. Let me see where I have it at. Here it is. Um, this is coming to us from Breitbart News. Uh, report, Netflix preparing for more layoffs as stock languishes. Uh, Netflix is reportedly preparing for another bloodbath in the form of new round of layoffs this week. The latest austerity measure as the far left wing streamer stock continues to languish at depressed levels. Pink slips are expected to go out by Friday and could impact a, a similar number of people who were laid off last month when Netflix axed 150 employees and dozens of contractors and part-timers, according to a report from Variety. Um, the round of layoffs wiped out 2% of Netflix's global workforce, which stands at about 11,000 staffers. The once invincible Netflix is now cutting spending in response to a disastrous subscriber forecast predicting that the streamer could lose a stunning 2 million customers in the months ahead. As a result, Netflix shares have plummeted in recent weeks, causing the company to lose to close to 70% of its market capitalization so far this year. Whew, that's... That's rough. 
That's a lot of people. That's a lot of money. Good. Now, here's the deal. Who's going to get blamed in this? Obama. I'm just saying, do you hear that crunching in the audio? You hear that? A little bit, yeah. Well, here's the funny thing about this. This was all begun by, essentially, the far left-leaning woke organizations. You want to blame why Netflix is having to do this? Blame them. You tried forcing your viewpoints on the people through your streaming services. You decided to take a stand. Mm-hmm. And then when conservatives and independents that are right-leaning say, no, I'm not supporting this, you have no one to blame but yourself. And the fact that you took that stance, you can hate the right for all you want. It doesn't matter. But the people that initiated this and caused this are never going to get blamed. Because you can't. Because if you do, you're going to come off as a bigot. That's where we stand. Trump was right. You go woke, you go broke. And it's not saying, like, don't have a stance. But how about this? Just shut the fuck up and be a streaming service. Shut the fuck up and sell whatever. Because people are getting tired of it. They're getting really sick and tired of it. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it is you got to magnify it now because we no longer live in an age where it's like, okay, the culture wars. No, now we live in an age where they're trying to normalize groomers. They're trying to normalize pedophilia, saying love is love. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's like saying a bullet is just a bullet. As part of its cost-cutting, Netflix has axed a number of woke series, including a planned animated adaption from Ibram X, Kendi's anti-racist baby. But the woke streamer is still doing business with former President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, who have a production deal with the company. The Obamas just announced their first scripted series in Netflix, Bodkin, a comedic thriller starring Saturday Night Live alumni Will Forde. Keep going. I mean, they, they keep going. It's just like, it seems like the more the Biden administration is on fire, the more blowback Obama's going to catch. Because everybody seems to think that Obama's pulling the string. He even said, like, that one thing is like, you know, I wish I could just be in my basement yeah. calling the shots. I, but I don't think. I think there's like a 90% chance that I don't, it's him. because I don't think Obama is as stupid as Biden. I don't. Obama is not that dumb. No, he's not. I don't. He's not dumb, but he definitely has an agenda. And oh, I, I think, think so. They all do. Uh, yeah. Biden is enough, is enough of a meat puppet that he can go in there and tell him what he should do. Yeah. And the policies that should. I mean, because you're not wrong. If you surround him with all, look at all of his staffers. Yeah. All of his staffers are the Obama administration. Yeah. You don't think that they still have team meetings? No, I think they do. They probably have I don't think scrums that Obama's, every morning. I don't think he's doing it. They want to know. fundamentally change America. They do. Oh, yeah. There's no denying that. They 100% do. From what we're seeing, how America is like the, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine, is like if we're watching the fabric of our society slowly become unwoven mm-hmm. with this woke movement. It's like it's gone off the realms of sanity. It's like we live, we live in insane times now. Like if you really just take a step back and you think about it, we don't even know what a woman is anymore. You have a Supreme Court justice that says, like, I'm not a biologist. Like, are you fucking kidding me? A three-year-old child can tell the difference between a man and a woman. Yeah. But instead, we have these, we have these people out there that want to identify based upon gender. Well, how many genders are there? Oh, there's, there's, you know, infinite. Okay, so now you're just saying that you want to be special because you've got another other you've got no other personality trait about you that makes you special. You just want to identify something that makes you special to garnish attention because essentially you're projecting your insecurities that you need validation based upon this. That's mm-hmm. all this is. Yeah. I refuse to participate. Like I no longer am gonna do that anymore. No. When people wanna, you know, they want to talk about having these conversations, I'm not gonna respect pronouns. Your pronouns are fucking stupid. You're not living in reality, and I'm not going to adjust my reality to accommodate you. Absolutely. It's the same goes with veterans of PTSD. You cannot sit there and tell people on the fourth of July not to pop fireworks because you have PTSD. No, you need to deal with that. How confusing is that shit if you're saying, like, my pronouns are they, them, and yeah. you're, like, in a conversation, and, like, yeah, I'm not going to change the way I speak 
to yep. make you feel better about yourself. Exactly. It's like I'm not st- stop this pandering. We're not going to get along. I could tell you that much. It's just there's no reason for us to speak then. Well, apparently now there's a video that has just come out. Uh, it broke on Fox, and I posted it to my Instagram at John Burke one one B. And apparently, uh, the U.S. Navy is training troops on gender pronouns and how to create a safe space by using inclusive language. An official video revealed. The official instructional video filmed in June 2021 and quietly posted <laughs> online last month to the Defense Visual Information Distribution Service, DVIDS, opens with Naval Undersea Warfare Center engineer Joni Rawson introducing himself and notifying the viewer as he uses he, him pronouns. His fellow host, engineer Conchi Vasquez, then says she uses she, her pronouns. And you just see these two. They're just unhinged. They're just unhinged. Just, oh, my God. Dude, that's... That's hilarious. You just look at these two people. It's kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? They actually sat down, scripted it out. Oh, it's like the most cringe stuff ever. If you've ever watched AFN, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God, dude. It's so funny. I I mean, what do they... I I have to... This is the Navy. This is the Navy. And I know we expect some things from the Navy, but this is like, come on. Good fucking grief. (laughs) This is true, ladies and gentlemen. You know how we go back and we say elections are important? This was not happening to this level under Trump. This was not happening to this level. We've got a woke military, and it is falling. It is falling, ladies and gentlemen. These people will not possess the mental fortitude to go into combat and sustain themselves. They don't. Trust me, they don't. He's sitting on something over there, like you laughing. You got something. I know. Saying. It's just this whole na- that video is just so it's, cringe h- as fuck. it's hilarious. It's I can't believe it's actually real. They, they said they put time and money into yeah. like tax dollars. Yeah. This isn't an independent yeah. film that they just put together. It's our it's tax dollars. I would, shit, yeah. yeah, it's so stupid. They said using the right pronouns is really a simple way to affirm someone's identity. Why does somebody else have to affirm your identity? Yeah. Why? Why is this? This again? This is nothing but projecting projecting outward insecurities, seeking validation from other people that just don't matter. Why does it matter what other people call you? Again, this is the generation of everybody gets a trophy is now grown up. This is them. No pun intended, regardless of what their pronouns are. <laughs> this is he, this is she, this is there, this is now, this is real. Yeah. Okay. Um, using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It's a signal of acceptance and respect, Razan responds. The pair says service members should try to create a safe space for everybody by using inclusive language, like saying, hey, everybody, instead of the common phrase, hey, guys. Really? Oh, my God. Really? One of the guys is like a metaphor for like being one of the crew, one of the people. It also applies to females. So hey, you're one of the guys. It's a northern thing. Yeah. I mean, actually, a southern thing, too. It's just is like, it? yeah, we've always said, well, let's go hang out with the guys. So like, hey, what are y'all doing? Or, yeah, y'all. Hey, it just, it's so stupid. Hey, what are you guys doing? The Paris says service members should cry. Blah, 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 say everybody, okay. Uh, Conchi then recommends including pronouns in emails or when introducing oneself in order to show that we're allies. I don't, I'm not your ally. I'm not. I'm against you. I mean, I draw the line in the sand here. I, I'm against you. I am not your ally. You will not come in here, and there is no safe space for you around me. Because you know what is you know what is my ally? The truth. Your ally is fiction. It's this this fabricated world you live in because you're too weak to live in the real world. 
But what would I do if I misgender someone, Rosin asks. I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. You correct yourself and you move on or you accept the correction and move on, Conchie explains, adding that the most important thing is not to put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you misgendered. Another tip for you to remember is their pronoun next time it is in your mind. Kind of go through a progression of three good things about the person. What the fuck? So now, let's let's put this into practical application. Let's say I've got 20 different friends. You know how I identify each friend based upon the genitalia they possess, based upon the physical features that they have. Josh has a beard. He's clearly a man. Probably has a penis. I haven't checked, but I'm going to make the very bold assumption because he also has two children. He has two children. So I'm assuming Josh is a man. Fair enough. But if Josh also comes out and says, oh, well, identify as she, her, they, them. Now I got to remember those things about you? The fuck? Like, why not just wear a name tag? Mm -hmm. Hell no. And if somebody misgendering you offends you to the point where you feel triggered, good. You deserve it. You need it. Toughen up and get some thick skin. Stop being a little woke, panty-waisted bitch. Makes sense to me. I mean, it's almost funny to me to intentionally misgender these people to watch them melt. Good. It's going to toughen you up. That's life. We're not changing, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to change. This society will not change how it works, how it thinks, how anything to appease the mentally weak. It never should. It should not. You either get tougher or you die in the process. That's just all there is to it. It's survival of the strongest out there in the world, and that's the way it should be. And I'm not saying going around to be just a dick for the sake of being a dick. But what I am saying is don't expect me to bend the knee and turn around and show you special privilege because you want to identify as Xander, Xavier, he, hey, them, square butt, news, pie, chart. What? No. No, fuck no. I live in reality. You should too. And any company that endorses this, they're just as guilty. Yeah. You're just as guilty. So, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. The Navy of all people. Come on, man. Come on, Navy. Come on. Just adding to the stereotype, right? They really are. It's just, it's just nuts. Department of Justice to spend $1 million to create center for two-spirit youth. The official, the Office of the Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, OJJDP, a branch of the Department of Justice, is actively searching for an organization that will be paid $1 million to implement the agency's plan to create a national resource center for justice-involved LGBTQ and two-spirit youth. What the fuck are two-spirit? I don't know. I feel like I've been asleep for like 50 years. Jesus, I want to go back to sleep for another 50 years so we can get the Civil War over with and just let these people, yeah. A listing of the OJJDP website explains that the center will develop and disseminate resources, e.g. fact sheets, toolkits, online curriculums, webinars, training, and guidance manuals, and that the program will seek to provide training and technical assistance to juvenile justice practitioners to assist them in meeting the needs of the justice-involved LGBTQ and two-spirit youth. It will also inform justice system policies, practices, and or programs. The document explains that the federal government, specifically the Department of Justice, is offering one million reward for a grant recipient who will assemble the National Resource Justice. This is what we want our taxpayer money spent on. You're goddamn right. I mean, look at this. Look at this person right here that we're looking at as a picture of. A trans person. Like, he gets it. She gets it. Look- I'm sorry, but you look at this as like, really, this is where America's at right now? You know, uh, she could have just gone topless without cutting her boobs off, right? No, because that's indicative of being a man. I mean... Because if you want to get them in the corners, it's like, wait, so physical traits don't matter? They don't determine your sex? If so, or if not, then why are you cutting your breasts off? Yeah. Breasts are indicative of being a a woman, right? Do you see men with breasts? Well, they're going to say man titties, but they don't have the ability to lactate, so there's a clear difference there. (laughs) 
Despite manic. the term being present, the title of uh, I, I can't even keep reading this. This is just this is insanity. Yeah, this is it's insanity. not. It, I mean, it's nuts. This is what we're talking about. Every single person that stands in unison with this, they're either really unfuckable, they're really ugly, or they're really just socially awkward. There's like just something going, not connecting upstairs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, another move, International Rugby League bans transgender athletes from women's sports. Look at that dude. <laughs> that, that's a big <laughs> motherfucker. Like, good grief. Are I you mean, serious? This dude in this photo, if you're watching on Twitch or Facebook or YouTube, um, we clearly have a woman on the left and there's a guy on the right and he dwarfs her. This dude is a fucking beast. Like, this guy could play in the NFL. He's that big. Look at that face. I know. The International Rugby League, IRL, has banned transgender athletes from participating in women's sporting events. The IRL announced the ban on Monday in the, week of the, in the wake of the International Swimming Federation instituting a similar ban on transgender athletes in the women's sports. Uh, in the interest of avoiding unnecessary welfare, legal, and reputational risk to International Rugby League competitions and those competing therein, the IRL believes that there is a requirement and responsibility to further consult and complete additional research before finalizing its policy, the IRL said. The IRL reaffirms its belief that rugby league is a game for all and that anyone and everyone can play our sport. It is the IRL's responsibility to balance the individual's right to participate, a longstanding principle of rugby league, and at its heart from the day it was established, against perceived risk to other participants and to ensure all are given a fair hearing, the organization added. As Breitbart News reported, the International Swimming Federation announced an open category for transgender athletes to compete. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I think that's more than fair. I agree with that. That should, I mean, realistically, you can make that the unisex one. If men and women want to compete against yeah. each other, then go for it. Yeah, absolutely. You might actually get a lot of views on that because that, I, mean, I would like to see that. Sure, absolutely. Co-ed. But there's exactly, but there should still be a men versus woman, not versus, but a men's category and a woman's category. Yeah. Then you can have an open category. That's where all the trans community and the rest of them can go compete in. That's fair enough. You're not going to have many participants though. You don't think so? No, I, I really do. don't. I mean, I really don't. Give because it a shot. Know, the transgender community makes up less than 1% of this population, if even that. You're not going to have a massive turnout for that. I'm talking about as far as trans goes. Now, you might have some women and men, like, you know, let's, let's do this, men versus women. That would be interesting to watch, to see the outcomes on that. Yeah. Uh, the bright as Breitbart News reported, the International Swimming Federation announced an open category for trans uh, uh, barring them from sporting events not corresponding to their biological sex. The ruling came in response to University of uh, Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, who won several NCAA championship races and virtually dominated the season, sparking an intense debate about biological males competing against women. The former British Olympic swimmer Sharon Davis, who won a silver medal at the 1980 Olympic Games, supported the policy banning transgender athletes from the women's sports. Once a male has gone through puberty, there will always be a large retained performance advance and bone structure. Why are we asking females to accept competing with a known disadvantage before we even start? Females are not men with less testosterone. Compete with your sex, Davies tweeted on Sunday. I can't tell you how proud I am of my sport, FINA and FINA and the FINA president, for doing the science, asking the athlete coaches and standing up for a fair sport for females again this is battling the patriarchy in their mind mm -hmm. in their mind the, it's just funny the crazy ass mind <laughs> sharon davis tweets this out good for her. more and more people are standing up and saying no you don't get to deny the science the science is there yeah. you don't get to twist it and try and like you know inter inter interject your facts i've seen multiple streamers on twitch trying to do this well the science what science you mean your activists you know disguise the science are you kidding me Anyone with a personal trainer certification will know bone structure, density, hip width, all this stuff comes into factor when it comes to athletics. We saw it as a drill sergeant. Nine times out of ten, women would experience hip 
issues when it came to road marches because they have wider hips than men. Shins the same. This is something that is a commonality across a lot of these professional sporting events. And you want to sit there and deny this? The numbers don't lie. But hey, let's just keep pushing this narrative because it makes us feel good. That's all this is based around. It's just, it's just a feel good. It's just ridiculous. But good for the rugby league for standing up. The NCAA standing up. Rugby standing up. More and more are going to start standing up and saying no. Absolutely not. And that's what's needed. That's what's needed. You want to compete? Compete as your assigned sex. And if you don't like your assigned sex, tough. That's just the way it is. Um, Polak says... Transgenderism is dragging down the Democratic Party. The transgender issue is beginning to split the Democrats as they face a reckoning in 2022 and 2024 over a woke left wing that has seized control of the party and the White House and even the military, but which the country continues to reject. Many, if not most, Americans are prepared to tolerate biological males and females who want to live as women and men, respectively. And few would object to calling a transgender individual by his or her chosen singular, at least pronoun. The Supreme Court ruled in 2020 in Bostock v. Clayton County that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 bars discrimination in the workplace based on sexuality or transgender identity. The majority opinion was written by Justice Neil Gorsh, a Trump appointee no less. Though many conservatives expressed expressed misgivings about Gorsh's opinion, there was no political backlash, perhaps because there was almost no impact. The transgender population is very small, and most people simply shrugged. But... The transgender movement has gone far beyond seeking tolerance or ending discrimination against a small minority. It seeks to redefine what gender itself means to the rest of the population, to convince Americans that there is no link between biological sex and gender at all. It is attempting to do this despite the rather obvious scientific fact of sexual dysmorphism and the anthropological reality that many languages, unlike English, assign gender not just to people, but to inanimate objects. They're right here. They're 100% right. Mm Mm-hmm. Transgenderism could have been satisfied with what they got. Equal rights, I 100% agree with that. But you had to push it because it went from uh, acceptance to now celebration. No. You know, if you're not going to give me a blowjob, you're clearly transphobic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in a workplace, where does sexuality even come up? It doesn't. It shouldn't. That's the other part. So what I'm thinking is, okay... What does you being trans have to do with you working here? Now, yeah, if, you what make is your that sexu- issue, yeah. if you're trying to make that a focal point during that hiring process, I'm not going to hire you. Not yeah, if somebody happen. comes in here and they're speaking about their sexuality mm-hmm. and having sex like, nope. and be like, hey, man, that's yeah. kind of impro- that's inappropriate. Yeah, even if we had a, a straight dude in here, it's like, yeah, I'm out every Friday banging all the yeah. things. Like, mm, yeah, if you can't, if you cannot differentiate workplace talk right. with locker room talk, you should not be here because that's going to create issues in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what your sexuality is or what you identify as. If you come in there and you make that your focal point, I don't want you here. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But people don't understand that. They don't get that. So uh, to remake gender active, to remake gender, activists are starting with children. This is not in most cases because activists are grooming children to engage in sex. Rather, they are trying to indoctrinate them for political reasons. As Abigail Schreer, author of Irreversible Damage, recently noted on Twitter, I found that most of the activists do not want a sexual relationship with the children. You said most there, but still. They want to pry the child away from their families and supplant the family's values of their own. That's bad enough, and I agree with that. That is true. The transgender movement not 
only has an ally in the White House, the White House is its vanguard. It was then Press Secretary Jen Psaki who popularized the phrase, don't say gay, to describe and distort a Florida law that bars instruction on sexuality and gender to children in the third grade or below. It was President Joe Biden who signed an executive order last week banning conversion therapy for children, having already endorsed gender-affirming drugs or surgery for minors. I didn't know that. It was President Joe Biden who signed an executive order last week banning conversion therapy for children, having already endorsed gender-affirming drugs or surgery for minors. Throughout the Biden administration, he's used the phrase LGBTQI plus kids or variants thereof, always presuming that kids, children of uh, indeterminate age have some idea of their sexual preference or that prepubescent thoughts about gender must be taken at face value. As blogger Andrew Sullivan has noted, this is making life harder, not easier for gay male teens. And it is provoking outrage amongst many parents and incensed that their children are being exposed to sexual or explicit ideas. Oh, they 100% are. Mm -hmm. They 100% are. Children don't know sexuality. Children should not know sexuality. And that's what this is all about. And that's why I'm seeing a lot more people coming out saying, cut the T off the LGB. Because T has nothing to do with sexuality. Nothing to do with sexuality. Lay, uh, gay, lesbian, bi. That's it. You're in one of those three categories. Straight, lesbian, gay, why bi. Wouldn't it all just, why wouldn't it just not be gay? Because essentially what they want to do is... Gays are men and yes, they want lesbians to expand, are women. Yeah, they want to expand the LGB to going more than just sexuality. So that way they can use that as I guess their proxy so they can't be rebuffed for anything and it's a smart move don't get me wrong that's brilliant it's kind of like their branding yeah it's using a larger organization to slip your narrative in on that they should never have allowed it it's like no you can start your own this is just for sexuality you know LGB and I I support that a hundred percent the transgender go start your own organization and see how so much support you actually get because i'm telling you right now i saw a tiktok from one dude uh yesterday who talked about and this was interesting to watch because this is a left-leaning uh democrat who's gay and he talks about like you know when i was a young gay man we talked about transgender like legalizing mayor gay marriage stuff like that and he said but it seems like we couldn't just accept that we had to keep going so he's like now i'm wondering did we make the right call i'm like "Mm, these are conversations nobody wants to have right but these are conversations that need to be had yeah. Because we're seeing something right now that has emerged under the LGB. And it's because of the T. The T has brought in a lot of negativity to the LGB. And even Hillary Clinton confirms this. She confirmed. Imagine Hillary Clinton saying, let's not make the LGB a running point topic. She would get crucified. And even the right would be like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. We should be, we should have equal, equal rights. But when she brings up the T, uh-oh. It's like now it's like they're, lose, they're, they're losing momentum. They're losing support. And if they keep going down the route they're going, they will continue to lose support. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think it's the gay community. I mean, that's uh, that's just how I see it. Just men, women, bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. I, just be your thing. Do yeah, your thing. I don't, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. But now it's went beyond that. It's gone to the point now we have different genders, different pronouns. When did you ever see the LGB push anything like that? Never. I don't I know. Never, I never saw it. I, I mean, they, it. you know, they still have like these pride parades and stuff like that yeah. where it's. That's a different issue, but I know where you're going with that. Yeah, I, I mean, because it's. I'm assuming a majority of homosexual people who go to these pride parades support that type of activities and they're walking around half naked and you still see like those kids that are twerking and shit yeah, like uh, that. Yeah, I just never understood. You know, that. that's. I mean, do you see any people saying like in the home, in the LGBT community saying that's. Not right. 
I mean, I do, but it's just, it's the organization as a whole. That's the problem. It's like, where, where do we draw the line to where the organization is responsible for this? Or it's the individuals, the fringe in that group. But I'm sorry, but when you say that the fringe is not that group, but yet you see all these LGBT pride parades that it's showcasing the exact opposite and people are celebrating. It's like, yeah, why is, is it a month long? That's another thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. If veterans get one day, yeah. Memorial day for those that have fallen for this country to include gay people, bi people, lesbian, they get one day. Why does LGBT, oh, why do black people get an entire month? Why does the LGBT, because you know why? They scream the loudest and they whine the most. That's why. It just seems ridiculous. It me. is ridiculous. Like, Give them know, one a day. A whole month? Yeah, we of, don't need a whole month. Yeah. People are tired of it. Because even I people on the left I mean, are starting to say, like, these organizations, these corporations don't give a fuck about you until it's actually, actually a month. Because it's like, oh, you mean I can get gay dollars? Absolutely. Yeah. What do I got to do? Nothing. Just change your profile picture. That's it. That's it. Say you're a hashtag ally. And then the gays are going to throw money at you. Like, they don't even understand that they're being used as pawns. You're being used as fiscal pawns by these corporations. They don't give a shit about you. What else have they done? Like, ask them, like, what else has this corporation that's virtue signaling actually done for that community? Mm-hmm. You can sit here and say, hey, we support veterans. We're veteran allies. Like, okay, what do you do? Oh, we just support them. So then you don't do anything. That's kind of like the whole Ukraine thing. I stand with Ukraine. Well, then how do you, how do you stand with them? Well, I just, I, I, you know, I virtue signal on social media. So you don't, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You're just saying that to make yourself feel good. That's all there is to it. And people don't like having their bullshit slacktivism on social media called. They don't like that because it challenges them to say, oh, guess what? You need to actually do something when you say you support that. Because if you don't, you're fucking worthless. You don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Twitter board unanimously recommends Musk's takeover bid. The Twitter board, uh, after considering Musk, after considering various factors described in the section of his proxy statement captioned the merger, recommendation of the Twitter board and reasons for the merger has unanimously, one, determined that the merger agreement is advisable and the merger and other transactions contemplated by the merger agreement are fair to advisable and in the best interest of Twitter and its stockholders. Two, adopted and approved the merger, the company said in a Securities Exchange Commission in filing on Tuesday. They know what they're doing now. They're like, oh, no, no, we want this, we want this, because Musk coming out and saying that Twitter originally said that 5% of its users were fake bots. Mm-hmm. Elon's saying, according to some other stuff I'm seeing, it's upwards of 20. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter's like, that's not true. And then they hand it over more data. And they're like, okay, we should accept this. Like, oh, so you know. Then you know you're full of shit. Yeah. It's funny to me. But Musk is sitting there coming out saying that he wants to make Twitter more, um, get it more exposure, have more people on it because of making it a platform that everybody wants to use. Right. If that's the case, here's what you got to do. Stop banning right-leaning conservatives. Yeah. Start there. Apply your terms of services across the board. When people on the left start calling, like, ban the Taliban, ban any organization that promotes hate speech or violence, according to them. Now, I'm not for that, the hate speech part, but it's like, if that's the standard you're going to take in your terms of services, apply that across the board. But they won't. If Elon takes over, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I wonder if there'll be anything in the uh, contract that would keep him from saying how many actual bots there are I on Twitter. It. I doubt it. You don't think so? No, because once he takes it over, it's his. Unless he signs an NDA, but that's, I wouldn't, I would not, he he wouldn't be dumb enough to back himself into a corner like that. I just, I don't think so. Yeah. But we'll see. I think, I think he will buy it. I think he's still going to move forward on it. I think Twitter could be a very big moneymaker. Because think about this. Right now, if he brings conservatives back, and a lot of conservatives are going back, mm-hmm. Truth Social's dead in the water. I hate to say it, but you have some. You have Gavin Newsom. Those people are getting on there. I mean, there's what true social. Yeah, but imagine if he can get back on Twitter. 
Imagine if Milo He's Yiannopoulos, on Twitter. Yeah, I mean. Imagine if Milo Yiannopoulos went back on Twitter. Laura Loomer, all these people that were ostracized for the last few years for being extremely right-leaning or whatever, and they were welcome back, welcome back on Twitter. Are they extreme right-leaning? I'm, say, I'm saying that. According to their to the, standards? Uh, no, according to leftist standards. I right. Mean, Milo was a fucking great troll. Laura Loomer, I didn't agree with a lot of what she had to say, but at the same token, she wasn't sitting there calling for hate speech. This woman was a protester. She was mm -hmm. an activist. Yeah. And it's like, and then you're sitting there trying to like, you know, silence her story. They're doing the same, the same thing to me. Same thing to fucking us. Mm -hmm. There's going to come a day where Twitch is eventually going to ban us. I'm surprised Twitter hasn't kicked us off yet. Instagram, they're threatening to ban my account again. TikTok has already given me several warnings and all I'm posting are John Ross videos. I posted one the other day about how the BLM narrative has fallen and they're getting me for fucking hate speech. Shut the fuck up. Highlighting the fact that the BLM founders spent $6 million on, oh, that's hate speech. Oh, really? Is it because they're black and you want to sit there and you want to cover for them? Like the, 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 the good little white guilt saviors that you are? Really? Isn't okay. that a Chinese-owned company? I don't know if it still is. I TikTok? thought it was bought. Was it? I don't know. Anybody? I Anyone? think Trump had said that uh, the only reason Anyone? it was going to, because he talked about banning it in America. I was like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that, but whatever. That's just me. I'm weird like that. But Stephen Colbert breaks silence on Stafford's capital arrest, first degree puppetry. And of course, he downplays it. Like this, this guy's a fucking clown. Stephen Colbert addressed the recent uh, arrests of his crew and production members who were caught in charge with being in an unauthorized area of the U.S. Capitol building last week. During Monday night's late show, Colbert downplayed the arrest as a very professional interaction between a staff and cautious Capitol police officers. The host opened the show by asking the audience about their weekends before joking, well, I had an interesting one and some members of my staff had a memorable or memorable one. Uh, the Capitol Police were just doing their job. My staff was just doing their job. Everyone was very professional. Everyone was very calm. The host continued. My staffers were detained, processed, and released. A very unpleasant experience for my staff. On Thursday, the group dubbed the Colbert Seven were arrested for unlawful entry into the Longworth House office building. Among those arrested were Robert Smiggle, the puppeteer for Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, and characters uh, and character on CBS's The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. After they finished their interviews, my staffers were doing some last-minute puppetry and jokey make-em-ups in a hallway when Triumph and my folks were approached and detained by Capitol Police, Colbert said. He continued, a lot of paperwork for the Capitol Police, but a fairly simple story. Until the next night when a couple of TV people started claiming that my puppet squad had, quote, committed insurrection at the U.S. Capitol building. Now, clearly that's not insurrection. Clearly it's not insurrection. Anyone that says otherwise is full of shit. Now... If we're going to sit there and say how hallowed ground the Capitol building is, why were these people not prosecuted even harder? They knew what they were doing. They knew they were in the wrong part of the building. They were arrested, paperwork was done, then released. Okay. Would that be the same, would that be the same standard if those were a right-leaning group of people do filming a skit? I don't think so. Mm. I really don't think so. Colbert claimed his staff was not in the main Capitol building, and he said that he was shocked that he has to explain the difference. But an insurrection involves disrupting the lawful actions of Congress and howling for blood of elected leaders, all to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. Oh, what a cocksucker. What an idiot. This guy's such a piece of shit. He is. Explain the difference, but an insurrection involves disrupting the lawful actions of Congress and howling for blood of elected leaders. Really? Because from 2016 to 2020, all we saw were leftists calling for the assassination of President Trump. Burning down cities. Burning down cities, blowing up the White House, assassinating a sitting president. These were all leftist talking points. Violent mobs. Yep. I mean, there's videos yeah. of these douchebags and pussies yep. 
hitting people when they're not looking with skateboards, Berkeley, bike locks. California, and absolutely. And this stupid Antifa? asshole doesn't say anything? Nope, not a word. Yeah, this guy can fuck all the way off. Absolutely. He tagged the incident as a first-degree puppetry, then blamed former President Donald Trump for the January 6th riot. Where? Where did Trump call for it? I still still stand true on this. No one, no one can tell me where Trump directly or indirectly called for the for an insurrection. No one can do it. It's all, well, it was the tone of his message. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'm so tired of it. Colbert accused journalists covering the story of looking for an excuse to talk about something other than the January 6th hearings and said drawing an equivalence to the rioters storming the Capitol January 6th is a shameful and grotesque insult to the memory of everyone who died. How many people died, Colbert? Can you name them for me? Can you name how many died? Or are we just using those to freaking virtue signal? Now, he is right to an extent. Yes, people out there... Let's go to this next article. Schiff arrested yet far right accidentally admits Jack Capitol riot was an insurrection after Colbert crew news. Uh, Capitol police arrested a crew from late show with Stephen Colbert on Thursday for blah, 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 blah. Uh, now some Republicans are likening their conduct with those accused of Capitol rioters. They've also taken to referring to Colbert crew's alleged conduct as an insurrection. And of course, they're very off the mark on this. Mm-hmm. This is not an insurrection. This isn't even remotely close, but it is illegal. But I wonder what would happen, as I've said before, if these was if this was like a right-leaning news crew or comedic crew, would the same steps be taken or would they be prosecuted versus just doing some paperwork and released? We all know the answer to that. Yeah. Tucker Carlson gleefully bleated producers for Stephen Colbert's show on CBS committed insurrection at the United States. And I think a lot of these people like Colbert, uh, like uh, Tucker, they're, they're being facetious. I don't think they're being serious here. At least I'd hope not because, I mean, they can clearly identify the line in the sand of what is what. Mm-hmm. During the Capitol riot of January 6, 2021, a violent mob attacked Congress in an effort to overturn the election. We know that. Okay, nearly 900 people have been arrested for their alleged actions that day. Several, including leaders of far-right extremist groups, the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, have been charged with seditious conspiracy. In the year and a half since, some prominent Republicans have mischaracterized the violence and looting that several people that left several people dead, more than 150 police officers injured, and caused millions of dollars in damages as similar. Are we talking about the BLM riots? No. Oh, that's right. Okay. 150 police officers injured? Really? Remember that really? downtown Dallas we went to? Mm-hmm. There was all those proud boys. Mm-hmm. Peaceful. Peaceful. There was no violent rhetoric. They were trolling. They were just trolling people. They went around. They were talking to yeah. people. They were very polite. Yeah. Engaging. Yep. And... Not once did they cause one sort of nope. a little bit of disrupt, disruption. But when you have the government that stands by and does nothing when organizations like Antifa hit the yeah. scene and they start getting violent, the Proud Boys are like, all right, we're going to combat that. You don't get to blame the Proud Boys. No. You blame your inaction as a government or as a law enforcement agency. These idiots Why, why said, is Antifa still not deemed a, a terrorist organization that is trying to silence people through fascist means? Even in their name, anti-fascist. Are you kidding me? You, like these, this, is the, this is how bad, this is how stupid the DNC is. That's how dumb you are. You spawn these organizations that are using tactics by the same groups you demonize and then say you're against it. Well, what? They, they said Antifa wasn't an organization. Bullshit, it's not. That's what they. That's what Democrats said. Yeah, bullshit. While Trump was in office. The thing that pissed me off, didn't Trump say he was going to put him on a terrorist group and he never did? Did he not? I don't think he did. Uh, Why is Like, I'm sorry, but if you sit there and you identify as Antifa, you should be charged. Oh, 100%. You should be charged. That's not freedom of speech. That's you threatening the government. That's you threatening citizens that don't vote in accordance with you with violence. 
That's illegal. Like the teacher in California who had a what the gay flag and then yeah, also the, the anti flag. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm, okay. Well, of course he got fired. It should be justifiably so. But why are we why are we sitting there not harping on that? The existence of the Proud Boys was in response to Antifa. And it's it's still great to this day to watch the Proud Boys beat the fuck out of those cocksuckers. Mm-hmm. Like the one where the guy takes his Kevlar off and just smacks the dude upside the Good for you. Good for you. That's what they need. When you have a few bodies laying dead in the street because of you trying to commit violent actions from a political standpoint against the opposing side, that's what you get. That is 100% what you get. Um, critics of the committee wasted no time pouncing on the new. Yeah, now the committee is a joke. The January 6th committee is a joke. This is a farce. This is a farce. All you're trying to do is play political theater coming up into the midterms. And watch. It's probably It probably won't emerge again in 2024, but there they will definitely be some people using this. But when you have people like Cheney and Kitzinger like spouting off on this, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but here is where the conflation comes in, or conflating the two comes in. Some are even calling for either both Colbert and Representative Adam Schiff to be arrested. Republicans have accused Schiff of letting Colbert's crew into the building. Schiff's office hasn't commented. Benny Johnson of Turning Point USA recently posted a video that inaccurately claimed that Colbert's crew was arrested for insurrection. Many commenting on the video called for Schiff's arrest. Adam Schiff arrested yet? Wondered one. Put him in jail with the nastiest criminals that we have let there. Sick him out on it, another one said. But in calling for the arrest of prosecution of these people, conservatives are unintentionally admitting to the illegality of the January acts on January 6th. Well, yes, we've, what are you talking about? No one's denying it. You, the only thing we deny and we disagree on is that you're calling it an insurrection. We're calling it a capital riot. Insurrection, like really? That was the worst insurrection I've ever seen. You had a dude dressed as a sham and walking around. Really? Is that an insurrection? Come on, man. If you're going to sit there and accuse these people of, you know, mischaracterizing or, or blowing out of proportion what happened with Colbert's crew, you're doing the same thing for January 6th. And by the way, still don't know who those pipe bombs got planted by. Still don't know. Hmm. Interesting. You arrested over 900 people, but you still don't know who planted those pipe bombs. Yeah, it's crazy how they could geotrack people who were there yep. and go around and arrest them. Yep. But this, they can't seem to quite put weird. their finger on. So weird, yeah. We don't know who dropped it off and where they went. Some have likened Schiff's alleged conduct to that of Representative Barry Loudermilk, uh, who the Daily Dot reportedly, a recent report, gave a tour of the Capitol to people who planned to attend the protest that became the riot. Well, unless you can prove he had foreknowledge of that, then you've got nothing. Um, some have likened Schiff's alleged oh, wait, uh, It may also be somewhat inspired by a recent poll finding that nearly 60% believe that Trump should be criminally charged for his role in that riot. This is how dangerous it is in America today. That if the court of public opinion goes against you, even though you are in the right or you didn't do what they accuse you of doing, they can still go after you. And that's what the government's doing. That's why this January 6th hearing is bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Pelosi and Schumer, they are traitors. They are traitors to this country. These people are disgusting individuals. Many are characterizing such arguments as bad faith, whataboutism, to distract from January 6th. And I can agree with that to an extent. I can. Um, Loudermilk literally gave a reconnaissance tour to Trump's terrorists on January 5th, wrote one. How do you know that? Can you, can you prove that? A lot of congressmen and women do that. That's a very common thing over there. Mm-hmm. If Stephen Colbert's staff enter the Capitol buildings illegally, arrest them. Absolutely. But don't pretend that this is any way like January 6th, commented one guy. I agree with that. I agree. It's not the same. 
This is not insurrection. This is not them going in there to try and deter a congressional here. That's not what they were doing. They were in there to film a skit. Were they doing it legally? Yes. Should they be charged accordingly? Absolutely. As the same should be applied towards a right-leaning comedic group. But that's not going to happen, so we know that. Mm-hmm. But that's where I think a lot of people like these Benny Shivs and all these dudes, you're getting it way off the mark here. You're way off the mark. Um, the post shift arrested yet far right accidentally missed Okay. That's why it's like, that's why this thing is like, it's so befuddled in political dirt that you don't know what the actual truth is. It's like, number one, why did they go in there? Colbert knew. He said, he even acknowledges like, I shouldn't have to explain this to people, but as far as where this is located at, then you knew they shouldn't have been there. Yeah. You knew that, but you did it anyway. You told your guys to go anyway. Yeah. I think because there's such extreme Democrats that yeah. they feel like they could go wherever they want and do whatever they want. They yeah. probably had that, you know, little meeting like, hey, let's try to go in here and try yeah. to film some stuff. And I don't doubt that, you know, think whatever repercussions that they would face. I don't it, doubt that it wouldn't be but a slap on the wrist. It's ridiculous. If I had a guess. Uh, fact check. Well, real quick, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Uh, we've got the release of the vitamin gummies coming out Thursday for subscribers to Shellshock and Friday for everybody else. What we have coming for you are the elderberry. We've got the um, elderberry was elderberry with vitamin C. We've got the apple cider vinegar gummies, and then we have the ashwanda gummies. And these are great. We have for digestive health, mm-hmm. gut health, anti-aging, apple cider vinegar. These are going to run you about nineteen ninety nine a bottle. It's almost six. It's sixty gummies. Per I think a serving is as two gummies. Yeah. So it's gonna last a month for nineteen ninety nine, and I think one of them is fourteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's launching on Thursday and Friday. So if you want to be signed up to figure out how to get access to this, uh, become a subscriber. We will ship these out to you every month or every three months, every six months or twelve. It's completely up to you. But make sure you don't miss out on your daily vitamins and minerals. We're gonna have more coming for you in the future. We're testing this out to see how the audience responds to it, and we might be throwing out some new flavors of Delta Eight. Oh, good news! The email you sent me. Was it the ninth district? Uh, the ninth circuit court of appeals has yeah. basically said that Delta Eight does fall into the 2018 uh, yeah. farm bill. So Delta Eight, by the ninth district court, is saying Delta Eight is federally legal. Mm-hmm. So we will see what states do. Hopefully they follow suit. I will tell you this right now: any state that legalizes it, we will immediately open up shipping to it, 100. Yeah. percent So I was surprised when we got that email. When you said that, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be some bad news." Here we go. It's like, nope. They say it falls under the 2018 Farm Bill. Delta Eight is federally legal. Therefore, Delta Nine is gonna be federally legal. All of it, and it should be. Yeah, it should be. Uh, you know, we do our third-party testing, mm-hmm. making sure the products that we put out are what they say they are, yeah. or what we say they are, and yep. uh, you know, just putting out a good product. Yep. It's it's one of our it's Delta is our flagship probably one of our flagships. People yeah, love Delta you, Eight. My wife right now she had switched from uh, pain pills mm-hmm. over to uh, Delta Nine. Oh, she's taking it now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. Because uh, it's just you know those pain pills because she just had surgery. Yeah, uh, pretty painful surgery on her hamstring, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just easier for her to take Delta Nine than it is to yeah. uh, take OxyContin. Yep, like three four times a day. And no, Delta Delta Nine is not illegal. No, it's our Delta Nine. It's hemp derived, mm-hmm. so everything comes from hemp. Yep. None, of, none of it comes from marijuana. 
So if you're interested in checking us out, you can go here to shellshockcbd.com, posting the link in the chat there for you. Give us a shot. You can also sign up for the email and SMS list to be notified when we have new deals coming out for you specifically. Uh, make sure you check that out. We appreciate all your support there, guys. Again, I believe, I think Code Burke is still active. You can save 10% on your order using Code Burke. Save 10% off. We, have, we also have sample packs. We've got great gummies that are going to help you sleep that are THC-free. The Rackout gummies on that mm-hmm. site. Go to CBD, go to the gummies, and you'll see the Rackout ones. It's We have a lot of great reviews on that one. Go check it out. See for yourself. Invest in a good quality of sleep that translates and translates to a good quality of life. Don't take my word for it. We've got sample packs for like five bucks. See for yourself. And if it works, give us the chance and opportunity to own or to uh, to get your business. We want to see, uh, or we want you to try us out and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, hey, no harm, no foul. But if it does, be, be our customer. Let us give us the chance to earn your business. We appreciate that. So again, you can check us out. Shellshockcbd.com. All the ingredients are there. What each thing does is there. All your questions under the FAQ tab are answered there. Give us a shot. And if you do have any questions, read out, reach out to us. Support at shellshockcbd.com. And we will be happy to um, to answer any of your questions. Because I know that it's, it's confusing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But we've had thousands upon thousands of satisfied customers that are continuously coming back, becoming subscribers and supporting the business. So we really appreciate that. Josh and I are co-founders of this business. This is right here in Richardson, Texas. And we also appreciate all that love and support that you guys have shown us. So once again, that is shellshockcbd.com. All right. Fact checked. White House falsely claims Ukraine war biggest single driver of inflation. Is, is, Is there a fact check on that? Yeah. Is that what it says? Uh, well, I mean, this is what Breitbart's saying. Um, claim Putin's war against Ukraine is the biggest driver of inflation. The White House said Monday, this is tweeted out by the official White House account on Twitter. It says, with the biggest single driver of inflation being Putin's war against Ukraine, POTUS has taken action to blunt the impact of Putin's price hike for families. Um, inflation was high and rising long before the recent Russian invasion of Ukraine. Dude, that, that was in March. Mm-hmm. March is when that started. Inflation was already well over the rise. Yeah. This, uh, this, we were like 6% back then, I think. It's been on the rise since this guy got in office. It's, it's nuts. It's his, nuts. His lies are just incredible. They're I, nonstop. I'm amazed. I really am. That it's, it's crazy to me. Just It's an incredible. Core inflation, which excludes food and energy, was 3.8% over the previous 12 months, largest 12-month increase since the period ending ending June of 92. The war in Ukraine and the global reaction, including sanctions and boycotts of Russian energy, have likely contributed to higher oil prices, although with China shifting its purchases towards Russia and away from Saudi Arabia, the effect has been somewhat blunted on global markets. Um... The biggest factor in the rise of energy prices has been increased global demand and a lack of capital investment. The latter was caused in part by ESG investing, Biden's promise to end fossil fuels, and the regulators discouraging fossil fuel production. Yet inflation is still very high with the energy excluded. Absent energy, the CPI is up 6.6% year over year and rose 0.7% in May from April. This demonstrates that Putin has very little to do with the bulk of U.S. inflation. This was Joe Biden's problem. But this is what he's doing to fix it. This is what he's doing to combat it. He's trying to say, hey, man, we're not at fault. Blame Putin. No, it was you. It was you. Your administration did this. You don't get to blame Putin. But once again, that's what Biden does. He blames everyone except himself or his administration or his actions or lack of actions. This is a piss poor leader. Oh, terrible leader. When when have they ever said? He's not a leader at all. He's not a leader. 
It's like, when have they ever come out and said, we're responsible for this, we'll eat this. Like, this will be on us, we'll fix this. Never. 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 When it's clear as day, you fuck this up. Their answer you, for everything is to raise taxes on us. Or blame Trump. Blame Trump, and we're going to have to raise taxes. Yeah. they got to pay their fair share. It's ridiculous. We're, it's the middle class paying. That's stupid. Well, woke Kellogg's. Kellogg's cereal. You grew up on Kellogg's like I did. Corn flakes, all this stuff. Uh, Woke Kellogg's is breaking up after years of disappointing performance. The Kellogg Company, one of the original perpetrators of woke capitalism, said Tuesday that it is breaking itself up into three independent companies. The company will split into three publicly traded companies whose names will be uh, determined later. You know why they're doing that. If I can rename it, people aren't going to remember. Oh, yes, they will. We'll make damn sure they do. Uh, Kellogg said the breakup, which is expected to be a tax-free transaction, has been approved by its board of directors. Kellogg's has been on a successful journey of transformation to enhance performance and increase long-term shareholder value, said Stephen Callahan, the company's chief executive and board chairman. Breitbart News reported in 2017, every time an American family picks up a box of Kellogg's cereal at the grocery store, it is contributing to the wealthy radical left-wing foundation that agitates for open borders, supports George Soros' Open Society Institute, and pushes a host of left-wing causes. The WK Kellogg Foundation is the largest shareholder of the Kellogg Company. According to its 2016 tax filing, the Kellogg Foundation Trust owns approximately 5.2 billion of stock in the company, about 20% of the company's equity. The other large holders are mostly passive investors, such as mutual funds, and their ownership is a fraction of the foundations. That means the foundation effectively controls the famous cereal company. Back in 2016, the Kellogg Company called for a blacklist of Breitbart, saying that the news organization did not reflect its values. This prompted a hashtag dump Kellogg's boycott in response to that ad week described as inflicting huge damage to the company's reputation. Kellogg's shares have been volatile over the past five years, but have failed to gain value. Once again, you go woke, you go broke. Just a stupid move to make. Here's the deal. Make cereal and shut the fuck up. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you really have to do. Make a delicious cereal. But they're splitting into three different companies. That's funny. You know why. Oh, yeah. You know why. Because if one goes under, the other two can remain afloat. It's ridiculous. It's just funny. Netflix is backtracking. Kellogg's is backtracking. All these organizations, these woke corporations, they're backtracking over time because they start seeing where the money's at. It ain't from liberals. Nope. I'll tell you that much. It ain't from liberals. But damn, Nike was smart when they panned for the black people. Oh, my God, they were smart. Because they knew, this is back in like 2015, 2016, because they knew it is black people, by and large, that are the main purchasers of Nikes. They are the main purchasers of Nike. So what do they do? Let's enlist Colin Kaepernick. Let's double down on this. It's not about the cause. It's about the money. It's about virtue signaling for the sake of a dollar, a black dollar or a gay dollar. That's all this is. That's all this is at the core of it. Woke capitalism. You can have it. Not my, not my cup of tea. Well, that does it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. We want to say thank you for tuning into the All-American Savage Show podcast. Hey, if you want to be notified when the podcast goes out, if you want to be notified about what's going on in the office and things such as that, sign up for the email and SMS list over on the All-American Savage Show podcast. Uh, you can check the website out. It's right here. AllAmericanSavageShow.com. You can sign up there. Every day I blast out an email to let you know when the podcast is up and live. So that way you can uh, you can be never miss out on an episode. You can follow us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, iHeartRadio. We're out where most podcasts are. We're still waiting on approval from Pandora. 
But uh, there we go. So make sure you go check it out. We appreciate all your love and support. If you could, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps boost us up in the numbers. We are independent. We are not subservient to any groups on the GOP side or the left. We're just the lost savages. I don't have a home. So got anything to add, my man? Yeah, make sure you check out our blueberry special, the Delta 8 blueberry special for this month. It's our spotlight product. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Also, make sure you sign up on Shell Shock CBD to be notified when the new vitamin gummies drop. And trust me, they taste amazing and they're great for you. So until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you stay savage, America.